everyone. This is Joey Hates Movies, the very first episode of Joey Hates Movies. I'm Coral. And I'm Nick. And did we really decide to put my name in the podcast title? Because I feel like there's a part of me that's, that's, Joey. that's self-centered, that enjoys it. But there's another part of me that feels like it's bad for marketing. Well, like if there's that's someone, not... I feel like Joey is a person's name is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that that guy doesn't like movies. That what sounds do like mean? someone who doesn't Joey, like movies. It names with Y's at the end, they're your friend. Troy. Maybe. Troy always there's always a what? Troy no, that no. lets you yeah, down. You're, you're, you're doing the wrong. You're doing the wrong Y. It's an incorrect Y. You, you need the E. The E's are it's like it's a friendly name. I think this is a good. Your your opinions are the driving force of what this podcast is. Oh, be. so I, I did think not prepare for not that so much that your opinions are right as much as I I view my role in this as trying to find something that will that you will like. Because historically, you're not a movie person. Well, you just don't like a lot of things. I guess that's accurate. I, I don't like a lot of things, and I really don't like movies. I can, I'm pretty sure in the year, in the calendar year 2018, I have seen three movies. Which three? We saw Ready Player One. That was an accident for all <laughs> intents and purposes. <laughs> all right. That, 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 well, that we was, did lose our jobs. That was, that was a sadness <laughs> movie. Yes. Um, and bad. Um, I watched Eighth Grade. Okay. Which, if, if I discount the Ready Player One theater experience, mm -hmm. Eighth Grade is the first time I've been to a movie theater since, uh, since a, uh, the, uh, Ang Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight came out. Thank mm. you, Nick. So, so it's been years. Okay. Uh, and, and I had a, I had a friend who really wanted to go see it and bought tickets. Mm -hmm. And then the third movie I've seen this year is Jurassic Park which I feel <laughs> like I saw quite literally against my will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the first, at least the first few episodes of this is going to feel bad for you. Like pulling teeth. Abrasive? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I guess if we, if we pull the curtain back a little bit, like we prepared to film this last week, mm -hmm. so I felt like I had to watch Jurassic Park on a crunch. We had that long... That's not great, yeah. That, that long um, Thanksgiving weekend, mm -hmm. and so it was four days, and I'm like, okay, I just need to watch Jurassic Park one of these days. Coral gave me homework. We're going to make a fucking, at least okay, show, and I'm going to watch Jurassic Park. And then I felt myself delaying it day by day <laughs> by day. Like, I'm someone in fourth grade who has all weekend to do his homework and puts it off until Monday morning driving to yeah. school in your mom's car. That's the, the kind of anxiety that I felt watching Jurassic Park. Wow. And doing homework late is not a problem I have. I'm a person who, like, does the work as soon as it's assigned to get it out of their system. Mm -hmm. But the weird thing that I have with movies and not wanting to or being able to watch them made made just the task of starting this hard. And I don't know if I'm trying to garner like empathy or just explain a funny story or what's really going on here, but um I, I don't think you'll get empathy for Yeah. This. Well, it's this. definitely a unique perspective because I feel like out of all the humans that live on Earth, mm -hmm. most of them like movies. Yeah, at least a, a genre of movie or a type I, of movie. And not, not even in the way that I, Coral and I love movies. They're just like, yeah, I like movies. Going to a movie is fun. I wouldn't say that I actively dislike movies. I mean, I like going to get popcorn. I like <laughs> eating popcorn. That's not a movie. Um, 
I, I, I well, like, you like Quentin Tarantino. I like types of movies. I'm, I guess if, if we're talking about about um, a movie taste, is that I, I do really enjoy all the Tarantino movies, which is why I did go see Hateful Eight in theaters. Mm -hmm. I generally watch most Pixar movies except for the Cars ones because they're fucking miserable. What is it about um, Pixar? Yeah. I'm curious. I, th I think it stems from being a child and and recognizing them as good movies that are part of pop culture that that were always kind of wins. What is it about them that you think is good though? Uh, normally, I, I, I it's easier to tolerate animation for me. I think in movies because I can mm. relate it directly to like a, oh like I'm watching a cartoon. It's just a long cartoon. Interesting. But I, so I can do that with animation. But I realize that watching. Uh, any other type of movies, like, oh, I'm watching a long episode of Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. oh, but and no. you do watch a fair amount of TV. You like TV. I love TV. I'm a big TV person. I can talk your ear off about TV, the mm -hmm. golden age, right now for ad nauseum. But but movies is 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 a pressure point, and a lot of people know that, and that's kind of how we came here to 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 make this show. Yeah. Really, because we were like. Hey, we should do something that's a, a podcast format. Mm -hmm. We should do more stuff for Patreon because honestly, these people give us money, and I feel like, especially last month, we did not deliver on what we should have. So, uh, and then we we threw around a lot of ideas for podcasts. Yes. Like no, we don't even want to say it. we can't even if we if we say it and we, and we don't give that to the people, <laughs> they're just going to be disappointed because they're great ideas. We threw around a lot of probably okay ideas for podcasts and we landed on Nick and Coral give Joey movie homework mm -hmm. I watch the movie then we talk about the movie and um, that's I guess it in a nutshell that's what we're doing here I guess mm -hmm. it took us a long time to explain what we're doing here yeah well we gotta give we a little context there. though mm -hmm. yeah the, the context is that I am an insufferable sad person and not in the way you two are it's well we're so we, we established that off mic <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so, so I, I watched Jurassic Park for the first time at the age of 25 last week. Oh, boy. So, I guess. Coral, why Jurassic Park, though? Uh, well, I picked Jurassic Park because when I think of a classic summer blockbuster style, pull out all the stops, kind of just a big, fun movie that still has a fair amount to dig into, Jurassic Park is what I think of. It's a Spielberg movie. It has giant dinosaurs in it, but it also has weird commentary about genetic engineering and gender, and I think it's just a really good time. So I feel like, in my mind, Jurassic Park has something for everyone. So I thought it'd be a good starting point to see where we go. Well, let's begin. How do, how do, we, even, how do we even begin here? Do, do we want to give like a... Do some background? Do, do some background on the movie. Clearly, sure. we thoroughly discussed the format before we started. Yes. What did you expect the movie to be? Like this, this like, did you know what Jurassic Park was about? I, mean, I thought Jurassic Park was just a movie about a, a theme park that was already operational mm. that had an incident that they had to try to fix. Interesting. That's Jurassic I, World. I, yeah. That's yeah. Jurassic World? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the most recent iterations of Jurassic Park. I, I, I thought, I, I didn't know that Jurassic Park wasn't, was still in, the, in, like, in most of the planning phases. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that uh, people were taking out samples of the park to like sell them to other people. No. Um, 
I didn't know that the people at the park were like investor, not investors, but like, uh, what do you even call it? Like the people who are signing off on the park? Surveyors yeah. on behalf of investors. Yeah, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know the characters were surveyors. I thought that they were people who were like already knew about the park and going to the park and then, oh shit, something happened. Let's try and live. Hmm. Not, oh, we're here just to take a tour. Oh no, bad things are happening. Well, so Jurassic Park came out in 1993. As I said, it was directed by Spielberg. Which it, is as uh, old as me. Wait, what yeah. year? 1993. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it it had a budget of 63 million and did extremely well. It I wonder rose over a billion. That's Jeez. like adjusted for inflation. It's like it's like what maybe double. So even if they had like 120 million dollars, it's whew. Yeah, and it it actually hit 900 million in its first run, and then it was re-released later in theaters, and that's what hit it and pushed it across the billion dollar mark. But it's still one of only a uh, less than two dozen movies that have ever done that well. It had an insane marketing budget. It was just a cultural phenomenon when it came out. It's uh, considered very influential for like a big um, boom in kids wanting to be paleontologists. <laughs> it was just it was just a huge impactful cultural movie at the time. It's essentially about a billionaire philanthropist uh, named John Hammond who. Uh, has a team of scientists. They develop a way to bring dinosaurs back. Essentially, he turns it into an amusement park. When someone gets killed accidentally before it's opened, his investors uh, just want to be guaranteed that it will be a safe park. And that's where you get Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Ellie Sattler, played by Sam Neill and Laura Dern, as well as Dr. Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum. Uh, they all come to the park and are there to do a tour to make sure that it's safe. Um, and then, obviously, things don't go according to plan. Some dinosaurs get out, wackiness ensues. Joey, do, do, we, do, we, do we just ask him the question if you like the movie, or does I, that, do we wait? I feel like we start with the knowledge of do we like the movie. Okay. Because I, I think it's a useful framing device for the rest of the conversation. Yeah. Okay. And maybe we should start, I mean, Coral suggested this movie. Mm -hmm. You have a very fond really like to it. this movie. I do. You would describe yourself as really liking Jurassic Park. I would. Two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been known to like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, two thumbs up for Jurassic Park for me. And Nick, how, how, how would you describe your relationship to the movie? Uh, Jurassic Park, I was definitely in that uh, cultural, like, land shift of mm -hmm. kids wanting to be paleontologists because I just thought being the the potential of being ripped apart by a velociraptor was really cool to me it scared me but it intrigued me I like the idea that there was these giant creatures and so I watched Jurassic Park on VHS probably like like again I'm not I'm not special in this aspect but probably at least 30 times as a kid how I would watch it every day like <laughs> every day I would just rewind the tape watch it, and just over and over. I loved the movie. And so I, you're no different than like one of those kids who just like replays the YouTube video over and over again. Exactly. Like with a well, there's a little more art to it, I would argue. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> but um, th that said, though, like I, as I got older, like I did, like, oh, dude, I, is it a good movie? Like, does it hold up? And I think a lot of things do hold up, especially like there's things that you can learn from watching this movie if you want to write well. And I think there's it does a lot of good job with building tension. But that being said, I, I've always had a problem with the ending. I, I, 
it, it feels very deus ex machina. They didn't earn their safety. The, the, the T-Rex at the end just saves <laughs> them. Spoilers, dude. Which is fine. It's fine. You know, you don't know how to end the movie, so you just have the T-Rex save them. That's fine. But that's the only problem I have with the movie. Otherwise, I think it's a jolly good time. So you would describe... On, on, I, I would on give the, it two the, thumbs up. Legit. You would give it legit two thumbs yeah, up? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think a, uh, an ending that... I wouldn't call it bad. I think it's just a weak ending compared to the rest of the movie. Okay. So here, I feel like I have to preface <laughs> this. Because I think that... I oftentimes take my personality on the show and turn it up a little bit mm -hmm. and become even more of a contrarian than I really am. I, I, I would describe myself as a contrarian uh, and not like a one who's, who identifies it, like I think it's important to their personality, but I think that I just naturally don't like a lot of things other people like. Mm -hmm. Probably stems from like my own unhappiness and dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction. That's <laughs> one's much better. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but generally, I, I, I take, I take the, uh, the, the devil's advocate or the, the other argument. So one of my fears coming into doing this as a series is that it's always going to be like Nick and Coral like this thing. And Joey doesn't like this thing. <laughs> and, and, and I think maybe some of the gems that we can mine from it is that we can start to find things that I like. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I think our goal is. I think that's what the goal is. That being said, it's definitely going to be like a, a process of getting there because we definitely didn't start there. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. I, I left Joey for an afternoon, and mm -hmm. I got home to... Literally the and they're credit. flying into the sunset. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. All right. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. I, I saw Joey straight after he finished the movie, and he just looked so upset. I My other fear with this is that there is no perfect first movie to start this with because I yeah. feel like no matter what, there's going to be an aspect of you having to build up a tolerance to the experience of watching a movie. Okay. I don't think there was a world where you would be like, wow, I really, that was a good job, guys. This is a good time. Yeah. I, I don't think that would ever happen. Incredibles and you're like, watch The Incredibles. I could be like, you know what? That was good. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just, okay, sure. <laughs> I do think The Incredibles is really good. I do. Two, not so much. Um, but, but, but no, so you're, you're probably right. So, so we're, we're going to get there, but initially for Jurassic Park, it, like, like Nick said, like I clued into, I, it was not something that I enjoyed. And I don't know if it's because I was trying to be extra nitpicky. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I felt stressed about having to do homework. I don't know if it's because it's a 25, 26-year-old movie that like is, doesn't seem to hold up as well as everyone phrases it does. But I didn't really enjoy it. And, and it wasn't a full negative experience. I do think that there are, are nuggets and gems in the movie that I, I can look at and be like, oh, that's cool. Or, oh, that holds up. Or, oh, I agree with this. Mm -hmm. But looking at just the movie holistically, it, it wasn't something that I felt super entertained by or something that, like, I wanted to keep watching. I feel like I had to force myself to, like, 
sit and look at the screen and be like, okay, like this is this is work now because like I'm not really enjoying it. Jesus Christ. And I also think part 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 of this process is going to be I'm going to have to learn how to better describe what I do and don't like about things in general, but also movies. Yes. Because initially trying to like write down, I, I took pages of notes while I, while I was watching the movie. I have them in front of me. Um, so so I, I feel like I, I, I'm taking it pretty seriously, but I, I don't feel like I can be a real film critic and be like, oh, I, I don't like the first act structure. Um, no, that's okay. Be mm -hmm. like, it's the idea that there's, Something about it didn't hold your attention. Well, that's probably a pacing problem. Well, what about it that felt well, weird? If you just want like to that. talk about pacing, <laughs> holy sh! Like, so the first what maybe thirty minutes of the movie are painfully slow. Nothing. Happens. Wait, hold on. The movie opens on a fantastic cold open of the what? The black guy dies. Wow, what a trope. <laughs> <laughs> the Velociraptor escape okay, and they shoot yeah. so, uh, here, It's here, such a good setting the scene. No, I don't think the Velociraptor escaped and they're shooting and they're trying to set a scene of the dinosaurs are scary. I see the people doing this park are incompetent as fuck. Because what situation yeah. did they devise to, to where this, this dinosaur is getting out this easily? They have dozens of men and super expensive equipment to contain this literal real-life dinosaur that they made, and they can't find a realistic system to, to contain it? Why, why is I this... don't think You're... the movie refutes that fact. I think that's yeah. the central question it, of this movie. I that's think foreshadowing. Goldblum specifically confronts Dr. Hammond for not having earned the right to do what he's done. Yeah, because, because they haven't, because the park clearly doesn't... Um, I mean, so, so the investors are coming into the park and they're like, hey, hold on, we have a problem. Like, we don't think this is either going to be safe money-wise or like a good investment because people are going to die, they're going to get mm -hmm. sued, no one's going to come, whatever, what have you. And they've clearly spent all this money, but it's all for the theatrical aspect and not for the holding dinosaurs captive aspect. Absolutely. That, which, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's a very big point of the movie. Mm -hmm. Which... But, but what, what are you supposed to do from that? What are you supposed to learn from that? Because I feel like I have zero empathy for these characters because they're just people who like have a grandiose vision but aren't doing anything practical. As far as characters, though, it's really only Hammond, the older guy, who fits that rule. No one else is there because he, it's their part. He's, he's our effective Walt Disney figure almost. Yeah. But but you, you, really, I, I find it interesting that you can't sympathize with him when it's like we kind of make a show where it's like we, we hope to do big grand things with it. But a lot of the things we do are very practical. Like I think that's a story of human folly, you know? Like that's what humans do. It's easy to look on the outside and say like, oh, you're a dumb human because you didn't – you didn't look at the logistics behind this, but humans have a tendency to over, like, I feel like it's a very oh, human maybe thing. I'm, maybe I don't empathize with him because he's like an old rich white dude, which is probably like my least favorite type yeah, of archetype of person ever. Mm -hmm. um, but it's maybe, Richard Attenborough. Though. What? Richard Attenborough's great. He has a good voice. God, this is planet Earth. His, <laughs> his accent shifts a lot throughout the movie. Yeah, it's, it's so that, inconsistent. It's I wrote so notes weird. about that. I'm like, now he's Australian? <laughs> yeah, his first scene, he has almost an Irish accent. I've leased it from the government and I've spent the last five years setting up a kind of biological preserve. And then it never comes back. So, huh. I, I, I just had problems with this character because it, it's, it seemed like he, he was just blinded by a vision, which, like, I get it, that, that's his archetype. Mm -hmm. But what, what really killed it for me, aside from it being, like, a rich old white dude, was um, 
it, it consistently feels like his grandkids were never his first priority. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, kind of fuck you, dude. Like, okay, you're like an artist. You're like making a theme park. You're, you're doing something grandiose that's never been done before. Like, that's kind of cool, even though you're messing it up. But your grandkids are in the park, and there's all this going on, and the whole, your whole concern isn't like, let's save my family. It's, oh, I mean, how, how do we mm. fix the park? Oh, no, I hope the investors are okay. Like, I, I, I find it very hard. I, 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 find it, I find it really hard to care about, I think, any of the characters in the movie, period. So, so, so let, let, me run, <laughs> let, let me run through them. Old, old witch white dude doesn't care about his family and is kind of dumb. That's John um, Hammond. Sa- Sam Jackson was, I, I cared about him because he seemed like he was a worthwhile person. Um, <laughs> like he was valuable, like he understood what to yes. do. Like a uh, uh, fat dude who was the villain, who was like a, oh, Wayne look Knight. at me, I'm funny mm-hmm. because, I'm, dude, because I'm fat. That guy upset me as a kid. Mm-hmm. The, his betrayal really bothered was it me even as a 10-year-old. betrayal? I don't understand. So his, his story arc is like, oh, hey, I'm like selling out this company and doing shitty things because I'm not getting paid enough. Why does he need more money? Surely he's getting paid more than enough based on everything he's doing for the park. I feel like I have... Like I want to understand his story and what he's doing, Dude, but it's I get human nature. He wants more. What? Yeah, I get it. Oh, look at this guy. He's gluttonous. You can see so because he's fat. Because apparently <laughs> it's 1993, <laughs> and we can't do a better Jesus way of joke. telling that. That's the character. I'm not. I, that, that's what the character. No, I, I think that was very like hard. The very look astute option. Did you say it was very hard to look at him? <laughs> it, was hard to look, it was hard to look at his desk. Don't put words in my mouth. So, so I, 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 do, I do, like. I don't even think that guy's a good villain because we don't have like any way to, mm. to sympathize with him because we don't, we don't have a motive for him. The kids are fucking annoying. <laughs> Holy, wow are, wow, are they just actually insufferable. The dude who, um, like, 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 like the main dude, Mr. Protagonist dude, Dr. I don't Alan know what his name is because I, I wrote Alan him Grant. as Alan Grant. It's Dr. Alan Grant. Dr. Alan Grant. <laughs> yes. In my notes, I didn't know what his name was legitimately, so I wrote bone pervert a lot <laughs> because every time he saw skeletons, it seemed to turn him on. And then I started writing raptor pervert because every time he saw raptors, I think he got sexually aroused. Um, <laughs> okay. What? You can't tell me that's not true. Every time he saw that guy was so excited by... By two things, raptors and the knowledge that dinosaurs are closer to birds than lizards. <laughs> Nothing got that guy more erect than telling people that dinosaurs are like birds. Because he's the top paleontologist in the world and he has a difficult time relating to other emotions. He has the one thing that he loves. That's yeah, Joe, I feel like part you would, of... that would resonate with you. <laughs> What's the one thing that I love? You love Dota. Cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm more of a human than him. And uh, um, uh, the 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 lady, Ellie Lo- Sattler, Laura, Laura Dern. Dern, Mrs. Bone, per- Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Raptor Pervert. Uh, excuse me, Miss Raptor Pervert. Um, Laura Dern is great. She, you leave her alone. She was cool. I did describe her to Nick as the the girl from Big Little Lies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I looked. I was like, you're saying. You're calling Laura Dern the girl from Big Little Lies? I was like, okay, Joey. <laughs> um, I, 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 I kind of cared about her. She, was, uh, she actually seemed like a worthwhile You character. like Laura Dern's character. I, I, I think that Laura Dern's character is the only redeemable and real person in that Why? thing. Because she, she properly 
cares about the environment around her and she's willing to go up to bat for other people. So you're saying she's a sympathetic character. Sure. She's and, you, and you can relate to her because of her kindness and, and she, her she's observation. Astute. She's yeah. astute. Yeah. Okay. So you like a character who's, who's uh, uh, capable, but at the same time, like, human in a way that's like, oh, I, I can trust you. Yeah. Okay. That's I, good to know. That's important. I, I, I think that she was the best character. And um, some, of her, some of her quips, her, her feminist quips, I would love to know how those are received in 93. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Hmm. Because, they, because they, they seem pretty poignant today still, so I feel like back then some people might have been like, eye rolly at it or been like, oh, look at Spielberg being preachy about women. <laughs> women. I don't think Spielberg had that reputation <laughs> no, even after did. Jurassic Park. He definitely did. I think, I think Ellie Sattler is one of the most dimensional women that's ever been in a Spielberg movie. Oh, so we, we started off from a very good place in women for Spielberg and then we only lose it from there? Uh, I'm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, kind of. But I think that's also her character. There's also a lot to say about just the issue with the parks and how all the dinosaurs are female like that that's a movie that's not just using Laura Dern's character as a stand-in for feminism like it's a movie that's engaging with a lot of those questions in general yeah what, what did you think about the the big reveal that every dinosaur in the park is a, a female I didn't even think about that as a big reveal I just thought of that as a thing that would make sense for like oh we don't want dinosaurs to breed how do we do that like eugenics Interesting. Like, that, 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 that just makes sense in my brain, right? I feel like a lot of m movies, though, if they weren't interested in that specific topic, though, would just say the short answer is they're all males. Because yeah. dinosaurs, T-Rexes, raptors, I think the average person would gender aggressive. aggressive animals like that as males yeah. before female. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I didn't once think about that. I thought maybe there's more of, like, a, if, if they're all, like, maybe I just instantly rationalized in my brain as, like, oh, if they're all women, then there's a way to feed the babies because there's other women dinosaurs. Mm. But they're not even, like, breeding like that, I don't think. They're not, like, inseminating dinosaurs. They're, they're all being grown in a lab. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, what did you it was think? A device, it was just a device that I, I didn't even give too much thought to. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that, yep, that's a way to have them not have the sexy stuff. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think that's going to be important to key in on, though. Like, I think that's something you'll be able to own, like, like a skill you can kind of like. I think that's something that you'll be able to take with you to TV, you know, when you're like. Literary analysis? Kind of, yeah. And yeah. just kind of like parsing it and kind of like instead of it being just a plot deal detail, it's like, oh, there's probably a reason why they mention it in this particular way. Possibly. But uh, I, I think this movie, out of most movies of this era, kind of pioneered like cg it definitely did yeah and, and and for like one of the interesting things about the movie is that it, it it's like what 25 30 minutes before you actually see a dinosaur for real like you you get a glimpse of one at and the beginning never stops it. but but I, I really like that idea of like a restraint you don't just blow your load right at the mm -hmm. beginning you, you you tease it out and even when they see the dinosaurs for the first time i i think it's such good writing in that one of the biggest things people have a hard time with when they write for film or just any visual medium is showing and, and not telling. Mm. And I think that in the hands of a lesser writer, 
a lesser writer would have shown the dinosaurs as soon as the characters did. But something that the writer in this did was show you their reaction, show you the character, like, stop in their tracks. You have the wise quipping Ian Malcolm stop dead in his tracks. You have a uh, bone pervert stop dead <laughs> in his tracks, raptor pervert. Or you can also call him Mr. I Hate Kids. And everyone kind of has that, like, mouth agape moment where they're like, oh, shit. And let mm -hmm. me tell you, like, that was... <laughs> what did you think about that big reveal? Because that, that for sure, in the time period, you know, you know, I thought was, that was a breathtaking reveal? moment. I thought about that big reveal. Who the fuck is getting closer to these things <laughs> getting farther away? Okay, we're learning a lot about how <laughs> Joey watches things. Yeah. It, it's a very, like, uh, common sense perspective to I, watching I, I, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in these characters' shoes. Yeah. Like, like, what if I'm there? The answer is... Go away because they're gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. But they're long necks. They're docile. Yeah, they're veggie sauruses, <laughs> <They're> as <laughs> Lex says. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I couldn't have ever imagine my instinct being like, "Oh, let me get close." Interesting. It's like, "Oh, let me get safe." That's curious because I feel like most people would probably move closer to it because they're like, "Oh, this doesn't no seem way. like a big threat to me." No way. Yeah. Have you ever been to San Diego near the sea lions? People will get way too close <laughs> all the time. And they're terrifying. And those actually will kill you. Not next to the sea lions, but, but the, uh, like the sea manatees I've been up to. <laughs> people get close to those. I guess they're a little less uh, scary because they're big. What did you think of the CG, but, though, of the dinosaurs? I thought the C I, I think one of the things that holds it best in the movie is that it, I was really impressed in them with the mix of practical and CG. Some of the, some of the CG that obviously doesn't hold up as well. But uh -huh. the, the practical stuff from, uh, from a producer and production brain standpoint, I thought was really cool. Like one of my favorite scenes was just when uh, that, uh, that, that baby raptor was being born. And oh, yeah, that's about, awesome. Like, how they got that prop to work. <laughs> Which also, I feel like our jobs in some sense can, it's hard for me to step away from how did they do that uh -huh. and just be like, oh, that's cool. Because I see that in my first thoughts like, how do they do that? <laughs> because like that, that, some of that stuff is really cool. Also, the only Asian in the movie is a scientist. <laughs> sure. I mean, there's not a ton of characters also, yeah. to be fair. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty, oh, that's not diverse. No. I was trying to like, <laughs> no, it's not diverse. But eh, it's diverse for a 90s movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Whatever. Well, it's also, uh, Samuel Jackson did have an extensive death scene that he was supposed to have, but a hurricane hit the island they were shooting on in Hawaii and completely destroyed the set that that scene was supposed to be shot on, and it got completely cut, and that's why you have just his arm kind of reaching out and grabbing Laura Dern, and that's, that's his death oh. scene instead. How was he going to die originally? I think you know? he was just going to get shredded by some raptors. Oh, that would have been so cool. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that that was his arm. Yes, because he leaves initially to turn the power back on, and then they're waiting for him, and they're not getting any word, and that's when Laura Dern goes to do it. And that's when she sees, oh, shit, he's dead. Oh, yeah, I got that moment. I feel like in the moment it looked like a white person's arm, which I didn't identify with him. <laughs> but that <might> have been... <laughs> no, like, like now I'm going back and yeah. second-guessing it because I feel like the hand that was on her shoulder was white. I... There's no way that's true. That would be a crazy continuity error. It's, it's not. It's definitely a, a black person's arm, but it's the way it's lit so harshly from above. And because it's a prop arm and the, the matteness of it, it does kind of look a little strange. Um, where if you're not thinking about that when you watch it, I would understand that. Yeah. Takeaway. 
Okay. I, I feel like that reveal too is something that is very of the era. Mm -hmm. Like it, it is a good moment, but it it's like it's almost comical. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, the, uh, an arm reaches out to like oh for comfort, but psych, it's ripped yeah. off. Isn't that crazy? Like it, it seems like you don't really get reveals like that anymore. It's a little kitschy, but I kind of dig it. Like, it's fun. A lot of stuff seems, like, unintentionally comical now, like like little annoying bone dude flying off the electrical fence. <laughs> well, like, I always thought that was funny as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him fly, you can just imagine the wire rigging. If I'm going... But how happy were you when he got electrocuted? Good fuck that <laughs> Like, hey... The fence is coming back on. Jump. I'm too scared. Jump. You're going to die, you idiot. I'm too scared. <laughs> that, that, that's so you don't relate to Alan Grant's dislike of children? Because I feel like you would find that <laughs> You're just around. Alan Grant. <laughs> yeah. You're just a Dota pervert instead of a raptor pervert. <laughs> yeah, that is a raptor pervert. Man, I, I, like, I hate that they set up right away that that guy hates kids. Like that's, Why? that's almost the first thing in the movie. Why, why do you dislike that? Because you know where the arc's going as soon as he yells at that kid. You're like, oh, in an hour and a half, he's going to like have BFF. He's going to be BFF with an eight-year-old. I don't think, yeah, as far as a character arc to go from hates kids to meets some kids and likes the kids, I don't think that's a particularly interesting arc, but I think it is done well, where you don't have him arguing with Ellie about whether or not they're ever going to have kids because he doesn't like it. You know, you, well, you have never that. really know if they're in a relationship, but yeah, which it I, casually, which I think is really cool. I yeah. like that touch as well. I think they handle his his transition pretty. It's a very natural evolution of a relationship with the kids. Mm -hmm. Why was that kid at the dig site in the beginning of the movie? I the think kid? they just had some like tourists. Yeah. At a dig site. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second question: How did how did old white witch dude get into the trailer like from the helicopter before anyone saw him leave the helicopter and get in the trailer? He just did. He just did. Okay. Yeah, with magic. Yeah. I mean, I it's not. I wouldn't say it's like a continuity error or anything. I think that's no, no, part I, of the... And I, and I don't want to just be like being like, oh, let me try and pick yeah. continuity errors. But like, there were some things in the movie where I was like just sitting there being like, what? Yeah, I think there's just an element of like, it's just, that's just his character trait is that he's over-enthusiastic. So he's just, he's already there. He's already he, doing he it. He makes a show of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, that's, that's cool. I, I, I don't like, yeah, the, the character arc with the kids. I have a clip of her... Her line when uh, Lex gets back to the studio or the lab and kind of saves the day by hacking. It's a unit system. I know this. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I know that, that I did just hark for a while on how insufferable the kids are, uh -huh. but I almost glossed over how insufferable not the boy is. <laughs> Do you mean the girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst way I could have framed that. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that could have been funny. That was just bad. Um, in my notes, I wrote, it's a Unix system. It's a Unix system. You know what else? It's an interactive CD-ROM. It's an interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> I was so violently appalled by the fact that this, that, that apparently, like, she's just like a computer super genius. Yeah. She's, I don't think... Do you know what she, did you watch what she did on the Unix system? She clicked the different places in the the park until she found the one that said security door. Yeah, it's just a visual interface. Yeah. It's like 
if you can read, you'll probably figure out, like, it's designed to be intuitive. Yeah, it's the equivalent of navigating a folder. <laughs> <laughs> but she knew what it was because it's a Unix system. <laughs> How come no one else could have done what the fuck she did? She's the only one who's ever Because she's a hacker. <laughs> she says it several times. What about the... She is the most forgettable character in that, that movie. <laughs> she, uh, she had such a good scream, though. She got cast yeah. because she had such a good scream. <laughs> It was the only. Uh, oh man, we don't we don't have lines for her. We just need her to scream. I mean, that's why she got the job. She was um, up against like Christina Ricci and people, and Spielberg was listening to all these tapes, and all the girls auditioning needed to scream, and her scream was the only scream that woke up his wife. <laughs> and he's like, gotta have it. There's like that's crazy. There's sto those stories don't happen anymore in movies. I mean, yeah. yeah, also because like, what if she just like had a bad dream? <laughs> Like, what if someone recorded her in her sleep and we're like, oh shit, she's great for this next Spielberg movie? <laughs> no, no, no. Spielberg's wife. What if Spielberg's wife oh. just happened to wake up during that play? <laughs> no, she woke up because she thought one of the kids in her house was screaming. Mm, I don't buy it. <laughs> what about the, the virus, though? What did you think about the virus? Ain't it? The uh, virus? Uh-uh-uh. He didn't say the magic word. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> what about that? What do you think about the computer virus? That's not how computers. <laughs> oh, of course, the the mis Mr. Gluttonous Big Dude made such a funny virus. No. Because he had time to do that. You know what? If he spent more time probably doing work instead of not doing work at work, maybe he could have made enough money to not have to go steal the embryos. He was going to make so much money, though. There's no way he could have worked enough to make that money. <laughs> he got a bad deal on his contract. He got probably. Just left. Yeah. Why did he have to be there? He's a super genius. Get another job. Is he a super genius? What's ever implied that makes him seem that smart? He seemed to be the only person who can fix anything there. He's an IT guy. Oh, yeah, he was an IT guy. Yeah. He's not the they only person. He's the girl. <laughs> Child labor laws, <laughs> just because it's Costa Rica. At least she's a hacker. <laughs> what did you like <laughs> about the movie? What did I like? Yeah, about well, the you movie? said you said before, we, we, like right at the beginning when we started, that there were things you liked about the movie. What, what I, I, I liked looking at the practical dinosaur effects. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just I, that. I, I, <laughs> I thought the practical dinosaur effects are really cool. I thought seeing young Sam Jackson was pretty cool. I like, I like kind of the. I like taking a moment to stop and think about the potential implications of a Jurassic Park. Mm. I like. Um, some I I don't I don't like Jeff Goldblum's character because I feel like they had to make him like a parody of a smart person and like way more eclectic than it had to be, for like comedy purposes because I feel like he was he was like a comedic character, uh -huh. um, when in reality he seemed to be one of the only people there who made sense out of anything, but they kind of like downplayed it in a, in a sense of humor. Uh, but 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 I I liked probably most of Jeff's analysis of why this is problematic uh -huh. and how pragmatic he was. I really liked uh, the scene where the, uh, where the uh, toilet uh, bathroom blew apart because I'm like, <laughs> none of these toilets are connected to plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but, and and, and I, I did like some of, some, of, uh, some of Laura Dern's quips because I'm like, oh, this, 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 I feel like you're, you're a cool character. I, I, I didn't like... Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that's what I liked. It's, it's not like a real laundry list. It's, it's a bunch of disconnected things, which maybe is a laundry list. Oh, okay. Um, what did you, what'd you, what'd you think about that? The iconic, uh, 
water in the cup trembling scene. Like that's like the most famous scene in the movie, I would argue, outside of the seeing dinosaurs for the first time. It's the water cup on the dashboard and you see the and it trembles a little bit. More. I think that I've seen it the evolution of that so many times uh -huh. that I never saw the, the ethos of it. Did I use that word right? Maybe. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I could have gone with the, 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 the origin. Uh, yeah, but there's like a, there's like a synonym for that that I would like to use right now that I'm just not thinking of. The, um, precursor. I saw, I saw the origin of that. I've never seen the origin, but I've seen like everything that's come from it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, do, it doesn't feel like a, like a thing that's, that's fresh or unique. It's just like, a, oh, this is like a, like a scene I've seen before, like a, like a concept I've seen before. Because everything else I've seen, obviously, is like going off of that iconic moment. But, I, but I've seen it now in reverse order, uh -huh. which, is, which I find interesting. Yeah. Spielberg was actually inspired to that scene after he was listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire in his car and watched the, the water in his car do that. And he assigned his uh, cinematographer, whoever, to figure out a way to make it concentric circles where you can't, like, if you bump the car and you get the, the more linear ripples, he wanted them to be concentric. And he couldn't figure out how to do it until he put his glass of water on his guitar and played his guitar and saw it and the way they did that is they actually strung a bunch of strings in part of the car and just played those strings that were attached to the car to get that's rad to look right that's i i would love to work on stuff like that mm -hmm. those are really interesting solutions to, to to that fun stuff that's yeah but it, I'm, I'm curious about that because you you enjoy that but do you think that if you were on set you'd be do you think that you would say why don't we just do it this way like, why don't we just do it the way that, like, the water moves as opposed to having the water go in the, 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 concent the concentric? I'm sure it's a super nebula because, like, there's probably a day where I'm cranky and I'm like, fuck, let's just get the shot. And there's another day where uh -huh. I'm like, oh, no, this is much cooler. Let's actually try and figure out how to make it work. It probably depends on how much of a grasp I have of the situation to begin with because it's, it's uh, I don't know. I think that right there, that little, <laughs> that little piece of info we got from Joey is just, that's perfect. That's that's how you. That's how Joey enjoys his entertainment, which is that's interesting. I think this is very interesting. It's very telling of how you consume your media, which is cool. What like I was there making it. Well, you think of it in a practical way. You understand that there is artistic merit behind it, but at the end of the day, depending on like, okay, well, it's just like it's, it depends on my mood. Like it, it's a, a practical versus like grandiose kind of thing. Mm. It, it's like at contention with each other, where you can appreciate the merit behind it but at the end of the day you're like is it this big of a deal whatever i'll just make it happen oh yeah and i mean i'm not i would not describe myself as an artist in that regard like mm -hmm. i would i would much rather do an excel sheet and practically get something done and like find solutions for something than being like we gotta get the ripples to be circles yeah like at a certain point the ripples don't have to be circles. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. but I, I think that's super interesting i i think that'll be a good indicator of how we can try and fine tune the things that the movies that you might enjoy. I think <laughs> maybe I I I don't know. Um, I I want to be able to like things more. I guess. <laughs> I hope. I, I wonder hope. if like reading about production would ever do that. Like knowing all these interesting like like how they did things or why why they were inspired to do different things in the script and stuff like that would be helpful. Yeah, if it would make you more invested in it. Potentially. Um, to to roll it back a little bit, maybe uh, was this movie supposed to be scary? 
I think for kids. I think it was supposed to be suspenseful and thrilling for everyone. I don't exactly. think it was supposed to be scary except for kids. It's a summer thrill ride for sure. Is, so, so then I, maybe I don't have enough of a knowledge of like similar thriller movies, but like I, I, I try to think about watching Jurassic Park if I was watching it 20 years ago when I was five, and I feel like I would, it would just be a scary movie for kids. It is. It was a scary. Yeah, I was, was scared of the the raptor scene specifically. It was like a lot for me when I was a kid in the kitchen. Uh huh. Kids. The oh oh yeah with the kitchen with the kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. It definitely scared me, but I think that there's this excitement about it. Like there's a grand spectacle to it that I think mm -hmm. kind of ensnared all the kids who wanted to be paleontologists. The idea that there were these giant creatures that they could do so much damage with very little effort, and I think there's something appealing to that. And Spielberg's. Spielberg was also very specific um, about not wanting to use dinosaurs as a kind of monster or as a stand-in for monsters and make it more of a monster movie. It was, they were animals through and through. And that was like how he built the story around this. So I don't think it was ever supposed to pull from horror tropes at all. Yeah, they're not villains. Right. The, the dinosaurs aren't villains. And I think the fact sure. that the T-Rex comes back and saves the day kind of speaks to that, that it's it's ultimately not a human verse monster story. It's a humans built something they shouldn't have built that needs to kind of take care of itself in a way. It's almost like man versus man, like man versus himself, right? Yeah. It's not man versus man, but it's like humans dealing with shit humans do. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you want to become God. Humans just have a God complex and this is what happens. I think I also just knock points off just like right off the top for the ending mm -hmm. and having that Deus Ex T-Rex ending. Mm. I really like that ending. Yeah. I, I mean, part of it for me is, and I've always loved the moment specifically when um, they leave the museum and the T-Rex throws a raptor into the remaining fossil and just like a dinosaur destroying a fossil with another dinosaur is a good image. And then he has that iconic roar as the banner that says when dinosaurs ruled the earth, like, falls yeah, down over that is her cool. is like that's just such a, a good shot even it's, if the way yeah. it got there's kind of iffy and it was actually not the original ending what was the original they had ending planned for alan to get in a piece of machinery essentially and th he would use the machinery to throw the raptors into the fossils and they felt like it just didn't have enough punch it didn't feel exciting enough and he was also worried that after seeing the t-rex everyone in the audience would want the t-rex somewhere in the ending so interesting back. i think no i think it's the right call even even if it's deus ex machina but you know that being said like i have criticized the ending but i am it is also like i'm going to contradict myself in that i do think that the ending is supported by the theme of the movie and that mm -hmm. it's chaos theory. Like, the, that, the, the movie's about the idea that we can't control everything, so everything's just going to be left, like, to nature, essentially. And so, like, that shit happens in nature all the time. So it's like, the ending services the theme, which I'm a big fan of, but it doesn't, they didn't earn it. Like, I, I feel like our heroes didn't deserve to live. Right. But No, they did way too much stupid shit to live. But, but at the same time, I can't blame Spielberg for ending the movie the way he did because I, I do think it serviced the movie as a whole and made it better. Mm -hmm. So I'm torn about the ending. Mm -hmm. I like it, but I don't. <laughs> it's chaos theory in action. <laughs> Nick's like... Dude, Joe, you're finally going to get the Chaos Theory references that you've been missing all your life. Like, <laughs> well, no, not just... I just under... I, I know what chaos... Like, I don't... Like, it's I, like, not it's so like, much that I didn't think you knew what Chaos Theory... It's more so that people say it a lot in the cadence of Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Chaos Theory in action. That's it. That's the cadence. Yeah. Now you're going to pick up on the cadence. 
Yeah, well, it's like you. It, people don't normally say chaos theories because yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Goldblum has a lot of like iconic lines in this movie. Also, did you notice that every shot, like, looks at his chest for a really long time? Yeah. The camera definitely like unbuttoned shirt. The camera mm-hmm. like pans, tilts up his shirt. Like he's supposed to be like the heartthrob. Yeah, and that scene where after he's injured and he's like lounging across the table <laughs> with his shirt completely unbuttoned, and the camera like comes up to him. That wasn't planned. He was just on set like that. (laughs) He just unbuttoned his shirt and lounged across the (laughs) desk on set. And they're like, all right, this works. Let's get this. Man, I... (sighs) Jeff. He's so sexy. (laughs) I I guess. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. He was the only character who I feel like wasn't always looking at something all the time. Because he just has to stare off at nothing in particular yeah. every other line. <laughs> I would love to see someone make a hypercut of that mm-hmm. movie that's just the character staring at things and see how long it would be. But, I mean, it's a movie about... Spectacle? Yeah, and feeling awe. Yeah. You gotta have people staring at shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good reaction. Like, it's the reason why React videos on YouTube are so popular. It's the idea that people like seeing people respond to stimulus of some sort like and this is like what better stimulus than a fucking dinosaur mm-hmm. you know like whoa i, I guess <laughs> I, I i i i guess it's the best stimulus you can have but if it, i don't know i maybe maybe i just wanted more what about the music because this again like this movie for sure has one nothing of the most iconic in my themes. head stands out to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> did the the themes at all how familiar I'm familiar with, with the theme them. so like so like when, when when the theme was playing like when they were coming into the park and when the when the end of the movie was happening mm-hmm. I was I was familiar with the themes okay. as things attached to Jurassic Park uh-huh. that I knew exist and have heard in other places okay or in other games like the Jurassic World booth at E3 was playing those songs and I'm like I remember that <laughs> but yes <laughs> but it, I I, I wasn't sitting there looking, being like, man, this soundtrack's so cool. But I generally downplay that. I, even in games, I don't fully appreciate music. Really? I feel like you do all the time. Mm. I know that yesterday I said, man, I love the Artifact soundtrack. It's so cool. <laughs> Literally yesterday in my bedroom. But um, b- by and large, and um, the music is generally more of a passive experience for me. Interesting. What about um, the sound design? Like any of the dinosaur sounds? Did any of those stand out? I feel like they were really good mm-hmm. until they weren't. Hmm. And then I was pulled out of like, that sounds like something Coral pulled off YouTube <laughs> for a sound effect. And then they were really good again. And, and I wish I could remember I had a note of like specific moments yeah. that, that I feel like had, had poor fully. Um, but but for, for the most part, I, I think that it was good. I don't know how they recorded any of that stuff. But most of them are different combinations of animal sounds. We can run through some of them. The brachiosaurus, the long neck, was a combination of whale songs and donkey calls and also penguins for some, like, chomping moments. Oh, what? That, which is... It's whale songs and donkeys together. Wow. And then Spitter Dinosaur, the one that uh, killed Wayne Knight, was a swan, a hawk, a howler monkey, and a rattlesnake. Oh, that's pretty good. That's 
that's the spitter. That's a terrifying sound. Mm -hmm. That that part really scares me. Where it's, can, can you imagine <laughs> getting spat in the eye and it's like yeah. the poison's dissolving your eyes and this thing's tearing you apart? And what a horrible way to die. The dinosaur that the spitter is based off, for whatever, I don't know how they decided it's based off this dinosaur, but that dinosaur didn't actually have any neck frills and didn't spit. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> they really sure that. You know what? You know what was something that um, I feel like as we watch the some of these older movies that there's that there's periods where uh, you're like, oh, that that seems dated because we can never do that today. The idea of getting a full can of Barbersol through TSA <laughs> in yeah. 2018, post 9/11, yeah. we. <laughs> But part part of this podcast should be a post 9/11 observation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which and, and my post 9/11 observation for Jurassic Park is that you cannot get a full can of shaving cream through TSA. Yeah, um, the raptor has I think the most kind of going on. It's dolphin screams, walruses bellowing, geese hissing, an African crane's mating call, tortoises mating, and human rasps all mixed together to make. <laughs> So a lot, how does, of, a lot of mating sounds for a raptor. <laughs> how does someone sound design in a way where they're like, oh, if I overlay these different yeah. sounds. Hey, man, I need some turtles fucking and <laughs> some dolphin noises. Yeah, and then the T-Rex was a baby elephant, a tiger, and an alligator. Uh, well, they use the sound of a dog attacking a rope toy for when it starts eating the gallimimuses. The what? The, the little... Big kind of ostrich ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Through. This is its roar. So you can definitely hear the elephant once you know it's there. And then this dog one, I never noticed before, but once I read that it was the sound of a dog attacking a chew toy, it became upsettingly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of everything, the roar is the one that stands out to me. The T-Rex roar, I think, is one of the yeah. most unsettling scary sounds mm -hmm. i think i've ever heard in a movie like it's just it's a very elephants, man. it's a very powerful intimidating sound and i think that is like really cool mm -hmm. that that's a well-made sound it is <laughs> yeah um i feel like we should talk i read more about the visual effects kind of process and i feel like that's worth getting into a little bit yeah let's do it um so they actually weren't planning to use as much or any cgi when they started they were planning to use something that's called go motion which is a form of stop motion that uses motion blur on any frame that would be representing something moving so a lot of stop motion has that really staccato unnatural kind of feel to it because there's no motion blur that a camera would naturally have um, so they were trying to use that, um, but they ended up abandoning it kind of midway through production because Spielberg was just really unsatisfied with how unnatural it looked, and they were just kind of developing the CGI plan. And one of the animators was like, we should try this thing. We should see if it works. And they did one scene, and Spielberg loved it, and they adapted that. So it's one of the first movies to use CGI, really, at all. And then they um, actually part of that is when... Spielberg first saw the test CGI. One of the animators who was working on the original plan um, was told, hey, you're out of a job, jokingly, and he responded, don't you mean I'm extinct? Which Spielberg then wrote into the movie later um, between nice. Malcolm and Grant. So what are you thinking? <laughs> We're out of a job. Don't you mean extinct? <laughs> oh, yeah! yeah I, I, I remember that line. That's a good said. line. Mm -hmm. I, man... 
I wonder how that how that uh, uh, animator feels these days. Because I mean, <laughs> his, his grandkids would be like, I wrote that line. <laughs> and because this was so early, um, the rendering time was insane. Putting a dinosaur into a live action scene took around an hour a frame. Rendering the dinosaurs, <gasps> a full dinosaur, took two to four hours per frame. And the scene of the T-Rex in the rain took six hours a frame to render. Wow. Which is impossibly long. And that's something that my computer could probably do in like mm -hmm. two hours. My laptop can do that. <laughs> that's crazy because then that means that to just the time that was spent a computer just working on that, it would be a day for four frames. And what's the movie, what's the frame rate of that movie? It's 24 frames a second. So it's six days <laughs> for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So one week converted to one second. How many seconds do you think that scene was? I mean, it goes. It's, it's a not long, a short scene. The, yeah. the rain scene with the T-Rex is pretty long. Yeah. And even the practical stuff of the T-Rex, they had a lot of issues with because the animatronic was covered in foam, essentially, that they would use for animatronics. But the foam absorbed the rain that they were using, which made it a lot heavier, and they didn't account oh. for the weight, and it caused this this weird motion, this like shivering, where it looked like the T-Rex was shivering in the rain, um, and they just needed to go back with rags and just dry it off every couple minutes to make sure it would run That's properly. That's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. The, the animators were sent to sent on private tours with local animal parks so they could study large animals. They were also sent to mime class so that they could understand movement better. I could see that, yeah. And then... Uh, and the shit Hollywood used to, and I guess still does, Yeah. is so crazy, especially for us who like work at such a micro, small, and like I guess new age level. Mm -hmm. Just to think that like, so that used to be someone's job, and that's why this place got to what it used to be, because like, oh, let's just spend thousands of dollars to go to mime class. Mm -hmm. they, um, they would shoot the animators doing different motions as like a reference point before they started animating a scene. So the Gallimimus stampede they was the first thing that they animated, and they filmed all the animators running through the parking lot together, jumping <laughs> over this large plastic pipe. Um, and one of the animators actually tripped and fell over the pipe, which they included in the movie. There's Calamimus's oh, the trips and falls when they're jumping over the log that they're all hiding behind as well. I remember when that happened. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird little stuff that happened on set that Spielberg ended up including throughout the movie. That's really cool, though. Yeah. I just always assume, I guess... Like, I know how movies are made, but I guess I always just assume, like, they just know more than me, so they make yeah, it perfect. Yeah, we're like, oh, this is big and legitimate, so everything must have been planned a year before it was ever committed to film. And, like, but, like, like, all the shit that we did at the attack, we're like, oh, we didn't account for, like, this unfolding the way it did. Right. It happens all the time in movies, mm -hmm. but it's just a matter of how you kind of roll with the punches. and then, Yeah. Yeah, so that's really cool. Mm -hmm. It is. It is cool. I I would all the all these untold stories of just like random editors and yeah, random animators and random Spielberg. I keep on thinking of the picture of Spielberg with the uh, with the Triceratops, just in his dad clothes, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and that's all I can think about as Spielberg now. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good representation of Spielberg. Yeah, he's dad a, clothes man. He's a yeah, he's a dad for sure. Very dad. So how do we like end this? Because I think that we 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 did a good job. BSing, and I'm sure Cole did a great job editing to make this a little <laughs> bit more coherent than it could have been. I think we learned a lot, but one thing that we haven't learned is what I have to watch next week. And 
how to end the show, but also what I have to watch next week. So maybe we can do like a two birds, one stone thing. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I would like to pick this one. And uh, I've been racking my brain mm-hmm. trying to figure out what, what's the first movie that I present to Joey. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what I choose, it's just going to make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am going to come out of the gate swinging with my heaviest hitter. It is a movie. It's not my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. but I think it is the closest. Don't be a salesman. It's not the best movie no, ever. No, I think it is the closest to a perfect movie. It is, it is the closest realization of what I think cinema is. Mm. And it is John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I, think, <laughs> I think The Thing is just... This is an audio podcast, right? They can't see on my face. Yeah, they don't know how disappointed you are. I think it's a, a very good movie. You know what the first thing I'm going to do is? It's a well-made. The Thing runtime. It's like, what, two hours? An hour 50. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I think John Carpenter's The Thing, the 1982. Oh, I watch the 2011 one. Please don't. Don't. Please don't. It's bad. Things it, aren't better just because they're newer. I assure you that's the case <laughs> with this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it is an iconic. IMDb only has it rated as an 8.1. IMDb is one of the historically yeah. worst it's people who, rating systems. Yeah. You should look at the top-rated films on IMDb. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's a podcast for another time. <laughs> yes. But it is an iconic horror movie from the early 80s, and uh, I, I think it's just a masterwork of building tension, release and tension, practical effects, and just a good time. Mm. It is just a cool movie. So make sure you, if you guys want to watch along, yeah, they, they Check didn't know out about the Hallmark thing. for week one. We're assuming that literally everyone on the planet, aside from me, has seen Jurassic Park. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty safe easy. bet. Yeah, I think it's a good... But the thing, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. It is well worth buying, owning. It's, it's real good. And Joey, I have a copy if you want to just watch it. Oh, I'm definitely going to pirate it. <laughs> <laughs> I own a copy on Blu-ray. Yeah, how do I watch a Blu-ray? You have a PlayStation. I got to plug it in. Oh, my God. All right, guys, you got your homework. <laughs> Cole, you want to take us out? I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening to our very first episode of Joey Hates Movies. Um, We should probably get this in like a, I mean, we're going to put it on Patreon in audio form, but I guess that means that there's nowhere people can, we can't be like, give us five stars on iTunes or tell us the Stitcher, your girlfriend Stitcher that you love us. So what do do we, it's just, thank you for being on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, just thanks for for being here for us to record this for you. Let Let us us know. Let us know in the comments what, where you were when you listened to this. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, what I want to know. And you know what? That's we, also my way I know that you listened to all of it. Where were you when you listened to this? Maybe we should do like a, you can cut this out. <laughs> maybe we should do a thing where like a, maybe you choose a movie, I choose a movie, and then we choose one random viewer to choose a movie. That'd and then we'll cool. select it and then mm-hmm. we'll all watch it. And it'll be like a movie we choose. So we're like, okay, we can see us getting a lot from this. Yeah, or we could, if, you, if people want to like comment suggestions, we could put up like a poll with yeah. a bunch of different suggestions and see what people want to do. Yeah, so Patreon's great, and it happens because of y'all. Yeah, so if you are interested in suggesting a movie, when we record the next episode of Joey Hates Movies for The Thing, start thinking of what movie you want to recommend Joey to watch and leave it in the comments. And then we'll tally it all up and then create a poll 
for y'all to decide on episode three. But for now, your homework is John Carpenter's The Thing. I'll leave you with this cliff clip of Jeff Goldblum laughing. <laughs> I love him. <laughs>